It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. We welcome you into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show. We're going to be joined here by our special guest, Travis the Beast Bajent, is in studio. So definitely excited about that to talk about the Bulldog fundraiser. Colin, how are you today? Doing all right. As this segment brought to you by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Looking forward to it as uh, the Beast joining us in studio as well. So, hey, Travis, how are you today? My goodness, can you guys turn up the energy just a little bit in this joint? That's My what we have you goodness, on. I expected there to be a celebration here. Food, hors d'oeuvres, all kinds of stuff. When there you is told, food. Just so you guys know, I have been on a complete 100% gag order to all media pertaining to the Chicago Bears, the Chicago media. I, I've been saying no to Hornby over there all for the last three months. And finally, I am able to create a platform where I am allowed to get on here and spread my love to the community. Eastern Panhandle, I know you have missed me. My goodness. But... I am here now, and let's let's just get rid of the fundraiser stuff right away so we can get right in to the Chicago Bears, the Shepherd Rams, and then we'll finally get down to the great Dave Walker and the fact that he is about to do the most unbelievable thing in the world, the fact that we are not having some reality show cameras following the great Dave Walker right now shows once again that the Eastern Panhandle is not quite ready for superstardom. Go ahead, guys. So tell us a little bit about this uh, Bulldog Football Presents Celebrating Success fundraiser. So we all know Coach Walker's back, and a part of Coach Walker's squad back in the day was Lori Steely, the great Adam Steely from Shepherds University's mom. And she called me. She said, hey, Dave called me and wants to raise some money and have some fun here. Is there, Do you have any ideas? So immediately, the last few weeks, I have had a few setbacks in my life, okay, due to the media here in the local panhandle. Because all you guys been talking about the last two weeks is Hudson Clement. And I got to tell you, it got in my feelings a little bit. This is a Tyson Bajan town, city, radio station. Hudson Clement this. Hudson Clement that. So as soon as the idea was presented, I went right to the Chicago Bears schedule. And I tried to figure out a way when Tyson may be home. And then, because of you guys, I had to go to see when WVU was off. And just shows you how divine intervention works. It just so happens that both Hudson and Tyson Bajan are available on Saturday, October 7th. Now, what are the chances of that being even remotely possible in this day and age. So as soon as I saw that, it became a no-brainer. We ordered 50 jerseys of both of them, and we have them 
and they will be signed by both Hudson and Tyson. We will have a setup there at the Mountaineer Pub, similar to the pre-draft party we had. You guys will be able to come in, bring all your Chicago Bear and WVU apparel. Um, bring in your uh, your mini helmets and all that good stuff. Hudson and Tyson, Coach Walker will be there to sign these things absolutely free. If you happen to be a pimp like Mike Hornby and the WRNR staff, Mike Height and those guys over there panhandle printing, Dave Frazier at Frazier's Pawn Shop, the great Larry DeMarco, at Modern Renovations. If you're one of those pillars in the community, Jonathan Bogwell, about to say, I got Bogwell, an entire list of our sponsors right here if you want to call them out. Can I please right have yeah, a copy absolutely. of those sponsors? Because the truth is, if you're one of those guys and Martinsburg football has a dear place in your heart and you use Martinsburg football to brag about where you live, because I sure do, right? Then... It's $400. Four of you can sit at a table, fight and argue about which jersey you get, whether it's Hudson's or Tyson's, or whoever breaks out the credit card, it's the jerseys. That's the way it works. But if you're one of those people who can help the Martinsburg football team, $400 gets you a seat. Any sort of donation, whether it's one penny or more, will get you in the door to take a photo. And listen, it's not going to be long. I wouldn't be surprised if... Huddy goes for two touchdowns this weekend. And don't be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if Tyson Bajan makes an appearance right there at Soldier Field against the Denver Broncos, which would inevitably most likely catapult this man into that Thursday night game where Cullen there was. Did it, you did make that prediction, right? I've been right? saying week five, especially – because it's in Washington, Tyson would be out there some way, somehow, for the Chicago Bears in primetime on Thursday night football against Washington. I, I kind of, yesterday, slightly moved it up because I'm like, do we really want Tyson to have to get ready for a game in a short week? Or do we want to see him before then and then take over? So so what are you saying? What are you saying? I, I still want to see him week five. If it does happen, though, got to... Ask Mike to change our schedule so that we can go see him. Yeah, I think there's a good chance. I mean, it seems like Fields and the Bears' offense is clearly struggling right now. My only concern with it was, you know, Justin Fields is a first-round pick, so they're going to give those guys more opportunities. But I do think at some point, if you continue to lose games and not put up offensive numbers and you believe in what you have in Tyson Bajant, I don't see why they wouldn't turn to him sooner rather than later. If you're losing to the Broncos, I think it's time. I mean, so, yeah, probably. It's the Broncos. The Broncos are really bad. <laughs> the Redskins looked pretty bad last weekend, too, along with my Dallas Cowboys. I believe the NFL is a week-to-week industry. So yes. I am telling you this week is when the Beast predicts that the great number 17 will, in fact, touch that field at some point. So and He's going to turn into Brock Purdy? Ooh, my goodness. Listen, I remember having this conversation with a couple guys. If you guys know who Brock Purdy's quarterback coach was at Iowa, do you guys know who that is? Not off the top of my head, no. The guy was also a quarterback at Shepherd University. Does that ring a bell now? Joel Gordon was Brock Purdy's quarterback coach. 
Joe Gordon comes to Shepherdstown twice a year. The first place he stops after his parents' house is to come see Derek Gallagher. So the whole time during Brock Purdy's college career, every Thanksgiving break, every spring break, every time that Joe was in this area, him and Derek Gallagher are debating who's better. I'm telling you, Tyson better, Tyson Baden's better than Brock Purdy. This happened for seven years, right? And now we're here now. So last year, right around the third game that Brock Purdy had won, I interjected and said, you guys shut up. Tyson is not as good as Brock Purdy now. (laughs) And it continues to be that Brock Purdy is an absolute bad dude. And he's in a great system, and he is absolutely killing it. So I do love those comparisons, but I think Brock Purdy's kind of separating himself from not only anybody in late in the draft, but anybody in any draft and anywhere you stop from. But listen, don't be surprised when Tyson Bajant invites his dad to dinner with Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, and Michael Jordan. That would be the four (laughs) pillars of the community in Chicago here soon. Speaking of the Week 5 game, do you know, I I wasn't sure how much involved you are with the trip from Martinsburg, if any. No, I know. What are you talking about? Can you explain it? That uh, Buck Hoffmaster's doing the Oh, trip. no, I don't like Buck Hoffmaster. I don't play with Buck Hoffmaster. He's not allowed anywhere around. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Buck's my guy. So, yeah, he called me, said, hey, you think we could put together a bus to go there? I said, Buck, you can do anything, my man, but don't just get one bus. Get 10 buses. Buck got four buses, so we're going strong. It's up to four now. Four people okay. we have. Is it two? still on sale? That no, was the question it is absolutely closed. Not only is it closed, but don't call me after Tyson throws three touchdowns here in this weekend and try to act like you knew your whole life. If you ain't on that tour bus, that's 256 people rocking the modern renovation Tyson Bajan orange t-shirt with the big chicago bear in section 121 310 club level we are going to have 256 tyson bajan shirts all setting together and then we're all going down to the field and the middle of the fourth quarter as soon as the game's over we take a photo with tyson on the field eat your heart out if you are not on that bus or one of those buses all right let's get back now here quickly to the Bulldog football celebration of success. As you said, October 7th, Mountaineer Pub, 7.30 start time, $400, correct? $400 is just for the pimps. The pimps and the VIPs, baby. You do not. It is absolutely free to our entire Eastern Panhandle community. All I want to get the $400 do, out there 100%. because it goes to Martinsburg football. Well, exactly. And listen, everything goes to Martinsburg football. So just know that the generous donation here from WRNR, the generous donation from the Mountaineer Pub and the great HD Boyd, along with anybody else that just wants the jerseys. But listen, we only have 40 tables. 23 of them got sold the minute that we put the thing out there. I believe now we're probably down to seven or eight total tables even left. So that 
will that ship is about to sail as well. If you really want those jerseys, you need to call Miss Steely immediately. We have the link in the um, flyer. Hopefully, it'll be in the comments soon. But we have her phone number, email, some way to get a hold of Lori Steely. It's right there on the flyer. Yep. For those that are looking on TV10 or our Facebook page, uh, you can see that number on the screen now. But for those tuned in on the radio, if you want to contact Lori Stilley. It is 703-888-9058. And feel free to prank call Miss Stilley as well. She's cool. (laughs) She's got a great attitude. Are they Stitch jerseys? Are they Stitch? Yes, they are. There you go. Yes, they are. They're really nice. On my phone. Custom jerseys, jerseys? Clement, they are extra large only. So just so we could get the right price. And then the four hundred dollars um, for that table of four gets you both jerseys, not one or both the jerseys and four seats. So keep that in mind. If you want the jerseys and you want to donate the four seats to some diehard um, Martinsburg football fans. I got a lot of them. I eat breakfast with every morning. These old timers, they ain't giving me no $400, but they'd love to have a seat at that party. So if you're listening and you want those jerseys, we'll get them to you. There's only a few left, but by all means, if you can come out, bring your stuff, say hi to three. I mean, listen, if you're a young football player, then listen, the, the story's right here. Listen, you're here in Berkeley County with absolutely the greatest high school football coach that has ever lived. And then there's living proof that two guys, just normal, everyday, super dedicated, hardworking athletes with not a ton of skills that you can just see by looking at them. You got to know that these two dudes did it the right way. They worked really hard. A guy like Hudson betting on himself and having these other scholarships and taking his skills to WVU when all the haters are thinking it was a bad decision, should have stayed and went to Shepard or, you know, everyone's, everyone knows what you should do except the two dudes that get up every morning, every single day and kill it. And there's an example of three of those people there. They're in your community. They love this community. Hudson Clement and Tyson Bajan are two perfect examples of what happens if the high school coach and the high school program have an excellent place for you to hone your skills. And then the sky's to limit to uh, for anybody that wants to play. I mean, I saw the stat the other day. It was Stetson Bennett, Tavon Austin, and Hudson Clement. The only three athletes. Not Stetson Bennett. That's uh, Stedman I'm Bay. sorry. Yeah, Stedman Stetson Bailey. Ba- Stedman Bailey, <laughs> yes. So these three studs are the three guys in West Virginia history mm-hmm. that have had over 175 yards and three touchdowns in one game. So listen, come out, say hi to the guys. The money is not important. Trust me, there is a bunch of studs there in this community that are going to buy these tables. If you want to be one of them, then by all means, we'll take your $400, give it right there to the Martinsburg Boosters. If you're just a guy that's got $12 in his pocket and he knows me, knows Hudson's dad, knows Hudson or Tyson, and you just find the oldest Bears shirt that your granddad had, bring it in and we'll sign it absolutely for free. And listen, what would be awesome is if there's a line of 630 people at 7 o'clock trying to get in the Mountaineer. That's that would be amazing for Martinsburg football. If you're not able to donate 400, if if you just want to make a donation, can you can you make a donation of any amount? If you I've got news for you. 
you can always make a donation anywhere in the world. Okay. So that is a ridiculous comment. Not what you said, but just to let us know, by all means, Martinsburg football is an amazing program. If you have the financial situation to get behind it, they will take your $10 all the way up to your $2 million, which is what I plan on getting them when we build that indoor location here in about five years. Like the sound of that, uh, Follow-up question for this event. I think I saw on Facebook, maybe it was your post or somebody else's. If you don't have the $400 for the table, there will be other opportunities, such as a silent auction, I think is what I saw. Do you know anything? Yes, there will be. There will be all types of items there for the silent auction. And listen, you can go grab a $5 t-shirt from the Goodwill. If it has a Martinsburg football logo and or Chicago Bear logo and or WVU logo, you bring it in there and we'll get that signed. You'll have a free photo op to take a picture with those three pillars of the community. So there's absolutely no reason for the entire community. If you're free, you know where the Mountaineer Pub is. HD's done a great job of letting us use the place and it will be set up beautifully as you guys seen we ran the event um, for the pre-draft party so by all means come check it out if you're one of those haters who thinks $400 is way too much well then just don't come (laughs) that's it it's very simple again one last time the Bulldog football celebration of success with coach Dave Walker Hudson Clement of West Virginia and Chicago Bears quarterback Tyson Bajant. $400 gets you a table of four autographed Hudson Clement jersey. Tyson Bajant autographed jersey as well. Contact Lori Stilley at 703-888-9058 and make checks payable to Martinsburg High School football boosters. Travis, appreciate the time. As always, have a safe trip to Chicago this week. Hey, thank you guys for having me. First of all, I want to say happy birthday to Ezra a couple days ago. The Shepherd Rams, we're looking for you guys to bounce back against Slippery Shippensburg. I will be there Saturday and then off to the airport after that to do some super cool stuff. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford at 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online at ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons back for more of the sports mix on the other side of this two-minute break. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to the Sports Mix here on this Tuesday as we are just joined by Travis the Beast Bajant promoting the Martinsburg football fundraiser that they will have on October 7th at 7.30 at the Mountaineer Pub. So if you want to learn more information about that, you can go back on our YouTube page. We'll have the or the segment with Travis up in just a few moments. But Colin, uh, let's move on here. Let's... We had Coach Hunter yesterday after the show. Let's hear from uh, Craig Hunter and what he had to say. All right. Hold on. Got to get it here quickly as here we go. We're now joined on the sports mix by the head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. Coach Hunter, your team at the start of the game looked very well at that opening drive, kept it competitive for a little bit with Martinsburg, but... 
later in that game, Martinsburg able to pull away, get the win. What were your takeaways, though, for your side of the game and what you liked from your team? Um, I would say that, you know, the way they played the beginning of the game, um, you know, I thought they fought hard at the beginning of the game. I thought we played well. I thought we were able to do some things that we thought we were able to, to get in the game. Um, you know, going back, looking at film, I think we just we we just didn't all the way complete what we wanted to complete as far as assignment-wise goes. And, and we got to certain places, um, missing tackles, you know, things that happened. You know, it's a, it's a total just, – we just didn't totally get everything done that we needed to get done um, as far as everybody goes, you know, whether it be – coaches whether it be players anything we just we just didn't complete the task that we had at hand and we let the game get away from us at that after that point so coach what are some of the uh focuses this week after the game and how do you clean some of those things up heading into this week's game oh you know just just bounce back you know the key thing is bounce back it's still early in the season uh we got six games left like i told the kids after the game we got six games left um we're still our, our eyes are still on the prize. Is what we our goals are, are for the season. Um, get back in the playoffs. Try to accomplish to get a home playoff game, and work from there. Um, so to get refocused, um, we watched the film um, on Saturday. Uh, talked a little bit about some of the misassignments that we had. Um, everybody, uh, including the players and coaching staff, took accountability for everybody's. Um, on what we what we messed up on as far as what that goes and just move forward. I mean, that's the whole thing, just move forward. We can't sit and lay in one loss. Uh, right now we've got six games left, so we're just going to put today's uh, an opportunity to get better, so we're going to get better today in practice, get ready for Hedges or Eagles. As you just said this week, taking on Hedgesville, who's coming off a win against Washington. Uh, what have you seen so far this year from Hedgesville? Um, you know, well, um, they have they have some some good athletes on the team. They have you know the Martin kid, uh, who's pretty good. Uh, I think I believe the quarterback's name is Parker. I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure. Last name might be Parker. Um, he throws Harper. a good ball. Was it Harper? Yeah, Harper. Yeah, he, he throws a good ball. Um, defensively, they just try to get after you. Um, you know, they try to get after you with the Fleming kid. Um, They'll blitz you, do different kinds of stunts. Uh, they try to pressure you to get rid of the ball. So you know they're going to they're going to come in here off a high, off a win. Um, so when we're trying they, and we're trying to get back into the winning column again. So you know we just got to refocus, get our energy going. Ford Hedgesville, forget the loss last week. Um, be prepared for the blitzing they're going to do, um, and get ready for all the different formations and what they're going to try to show us offensively. Coach, we talked about this last week with Coach Ray and Coach Faircloth heading into that game. Both teams are two and two. Felt like a must-win kind of game. Obviously, you know you guys want to win every game's a must-win. But do you get that same sense uh, knowing that a loss would set you back for the playoffs? Um, I mean, yeah, a loss will set us back for the playoffs. But you know, um, you, you take it—you know—you take it one day at a time, one game at a time. So I, I believe that you know, if we go out and play type game we can make it'll be a very competitive game you know hopefully we come out on the win side i believe it'll be a very competitive game um so you know 
I don't, I don't want to talk about in the, in the negative aspects of losing the game, but what happened, what we would do. So we're just going to keep on. We're just going to stay positive and keep going on that side. That you know, um, we go out here, we go out here, and we compete to try to win the game. So that's exactly what we want to look at. We want to look at us trying to win the game and winning the game, and what's going to happen if if and if and when we win the game. Um, I'm not trying to go in this week with a negative connotation or negative attitude toward this game. Is oh my God, what are we going to do if we lose? Because then we're not thinking positive. So I'm just we're just not going to do that this week. So what's your team need to do to get the win this week? Then um, I think we need to uh, come in and make sure we we do what we what we've done in the past in the last couple of games is you know get the ball to our athletes out in space. Um, make sure we're getting the ball to those guys in space. And then defensively, just make sure when, we, when we're around the ball and around ball carriers that we're just making plays, uh, whether it be tackling, knocking balls down, um, don't miss any assignments. Um, I, you know, us as coaches, making sure that we have every single player ready to play their position this week and putting them in the right and putting them in the right spot or right position to be successful. All right, Coach Hunter, appreciate the time and good luck this week. All right, thank you. That was Coach Craig Hunter of the Jefferson Cougars football team as this segment brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and design bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated. Visit them at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. We'll step aside, take another two minute break and then be back for more of the sports mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We roll into this third segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzlini and Colin McLaughlin on the show today. And Colin, we got some interesting news from the NFL this week as, of course, the Jets have been without Aaron Rodgers. They've turned to Zach Wilson, who continues to struggle, and former Jets quarterback, legendary Jets quarterback Joe Namath, is like, hey, they need to get rid of this guy trade him he's done watching it and i just saw there's some interesting comments from namath obviously um i think he's right first of all but i don't know i'm not really surprised obviously he doesn't have like any control over this situation but it has been kind of interesting to hear his yeah it, it fires up the frustrated fan base though a little bit more i feel like because you got your head coach and robert sala saying that the Jets are in on Zach Wilson. They think he's turned a new leaf and has improved, but nobody's seen it on the field. They've looked horrible since that comeback win against the Bills, which I, I still don't know how they did in week one. It was more Rogers so on the defense than it, Wilson. Exactly. It was nothing to do with the quarterback and Zach Wilson and how he was. But now you got your franchise best quarterback, Joe Namath, coming out and saying I didn't take anything positive out of it it was awful after the 15 to 10 loss to the Patriots Wilson does not look good I wouldn't keep him he says he's seen enough and the fans I think have seen enough and now you got your franchise's best quarterback saying the same thing as the fans have been saying I mean I'm not sure if you saw it 
on Sunday, there was a fan in the stands so frustrated his uh, fake teeth actually fell out from screaming for how mad he was about how bad Zach Wilson in the offense looked in that loss. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I guess the the good thing from Wilson's performance is he didn't turn the ball over, but besides that, it wasn't very good. 18 of 36, 157 yards. That's only four yards a pass. Um, that's not going to work in the NFL. He was sacked three times, which isn't too bad. Um, they didn't run the ball, though, well at all, which, you get, I mean, makes sense because, obviously, if you're the Patriots, you know, you're selling all out on the run, uh, knowing that if you force Wilson to throw the ball, he just hasn't been that effective. So I do think that there are some problems with this team outside of Zach Wilson. It's not all on him offensively, but you do need a better quarterback to come in at some point or at least somebody that can get something going for you that's more than four yards per attempt. I think besides Garrett Wilson, their li- their weapons are kind of limited. Alan Lazard isn't anything too great. Tyler Coughlin at, at a tight end. You know, Randall Cobb is like 35 years old. He's not really going to do much. So their weapons aren't great. Um, their running game is good, or at least it should be, with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook in the backfield. But... Um, the receivers aren't that great. So I don't think it's all on Zach, but I don't think Wilson is the guy. I think we've already seen that last year and the year before. And so far this year, he hasn't shown you anything that makes you go, uh, well, maybe he still has something uh, that we originally valued when we took him that high in the draft a few years ago. So I think they need to look for somebody else. I don't know who that guy would be because there's probably not – it's not too easy to get a quarterback in the middle of a season – There's been rumors about Kirk Cousins, but I don't see how that would work because I don't see how they could afford Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins on the same contract or on the same team. So, I don't know. But I feel like there's got to be somebody out there that they could make a move for, whether it's like Colt McCoy. I mean, none of those guys really excite you, but they have to be able to provide more of a spark than Wilson has. I mean, look, even the Cardinals, like, they're bad. But Josh Dobbs has done good enough for them. Got him a win. Got him a win. And like same amount that the Jets he's have. not turning the ball over. You know, he's doing some good things. They've been in some games, and that's a worse team than the Jets. So if you could bring in a guy similar to Dobbs and try to get something similar out of him, I think this team could still make the playoffs because their defense is good enough to get them in. They just need something offensively and they're not getting it right now. Yeah, and it goes even further. Namath not only bashed Wilson in his playing, he went on to also kind of throw jab at Salah as well as the uh, general manager of the Jets and uh, Joe Douglas saying after that quote that he said about Wilson, these guys aren't picking the right players. They aren't doing a good job of coaching. It's evident. Got to maybe make major changes from top to bottom. So if these struggles with the defense that you have, if you keep Wilson, not only is your franchise best quarterback, who, yes, I don't know how much power he has, but he's probably the most powerful fan at this time, if you want to consider him a fan or just former alumni, however far you want to go. So there's definitely some there into the ears of the ownership of Get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy. If you want the Jets to be I don't, what you want the Jets to be, which I don't is think a you can blame Joe Douglas in this situation. 
because I mean, obviously he's got to make a move as the GM to make their quarterback room better. But I think saying that everything has been bad is yeah, not everything. But I mean, it looks I mean, like he drafted and built that Zach. defense. Yeah, but he also drafted Zach Wilson number two. I mean, not everybody's going to hit quarterbacks. The hardest position to hit on. Uh, he hit on a lot of guys. I think overall, you got to credit what Joe Douglas has built with the defense. Sala is a good defensive coach. He just, you know, he's kind of, I mean, as the head coach, he can't go out and say, yeah, we need to move on. I mean, he could, but this would be a bad look, I feel like, if he just went out and said, yeah, we need to go trade for a quarterback or sign a free agent because Zach Wilson's not our guy. I think as the head coach, you have to at least pretend like you are supporting the guy that is your starting quarterback because they don't have a better option on their roster currently. So they really... You know, he's not the guy that's going out and signing people. So, yes, you can blame Douglas for not making a move, but there may not be a move to be made that feels like an upgrade for them. So, I don't know. It's a tough situation. Um, I understand Namus' frustrations and just Jets fans' frustrations because since him, they haven't had any success, um, at least significant success. They've had a few decent quarterbacks come through there. I mean, Vinny Testaverde, Chad Pennington. Uh, but not enough to you know win anything. And Namath, I mean, now when you look at his numbers, he, he wasn't that great. Just uh, kind of had one great moment, right, where he called their, their upset. Um, besides that, he really wasn't that great of a quarterback, but he did win a Super Bowl. So, And it was a different time, different era. It's Football true. was played different. But um, anyway, moving on, I think we pretty much hit on that one. Let's talk about the nba some news surrounding the damian lillard trade market seems to be heating up and a new team has emerged as the favorite the toronto raptors colin this is a team that i think they have some pieces that would intrigue portland which is why they have emerged as the favorites but in terms of a team that i think dame lillard would want to go to i don't see a lot there that would intrigue me if i was lillard but he doesn't have a no trade clause, so Portland can really do whatever they want. They don't have to trade him to Miami like he wants. So I think from the Toronto or from the Portland perspective, it would make sense to potentially make a deal with Toronto. Yeah, I think it would because you can get your guys that you want from the Raptors, make your team a little better. And for Dame, I still think that he'd make it work, but I don't know how well. I mean, yes, the East it seems like is always wide open and even the west is starting to kind of become that way it seems like in the nba but you never know how things go with uh the nuggets and everything and how good they could potentially be but um looking back to this situation if toronto gets dame if they are truly the favorites and he goes there what is their ceiling in the east is something that you have to look at. Can he lead them to be better than Miami, Bucks, Boston, Philly, Chicago? I mean, I would imagine I don't know. they have to give up either Ananobi or Scotty Barnes yeah. in this trade. So those are your two young pieces that you would probably see at least one of them. Supposedly, the Trailblazers want Grady Dick, who was your first-round pick. So you'd probably give up him. And I think preferably for Toronto, they give up Ananobi and Dick and keep Scotty Barnes since he's a little bit younger, but maybe not. Maybe they'd rather keep Ananobi since he's matured already, already developed, and they send Scotty Barnes in that deal. Um, and then besides that, though, you would have like kind of a big three of Dame Lillard, Pascal Siakam, 
in Ananobi or Scotty Barnes, but it wouldn't be a super scary team. I feel like they would probably contend for like the fifth, sixth seed. Just, you know, off the top of my head here, but I don't think they're beating Milwaukee. I don't think they're beating Boston. May not beat the Sixers. They may be better than the Sixers. I don't know what's going on there. We don't know That's what Harden situation will be like. Cleveland, I think, is going to continue to get better. The Knicks are kind of about where they'd be. So they'd still need to make some moves, I feel like, before I'd put them in the elite of the East. But I do think they would be a playoff team. And, hey, if you're Toronto, I guess um, you're trying to acquire you know, a star player. It could be worth the move here to get them a boost. Um, it is a better team than Portland would be for Dame this year, so I guess he would be happy about that. But in terms of making a deep playoff run, I don't really see that in Toronto. You can't really throw this uh, rumor or whatever you want to call it away because it seems like it has some traction because it goes on to say in the ESPN article, two NBA executives said that they expect the Lillard trade to any team before October 2nd. So here in a week, because media day is coming up and then practices start for these teams, you're most likely going to see something happen. So yeah, I just, keep an eye on that and we'll see who gets them. I don't think Miami's going to get them. You don't think Miami anymore? Do you think any other team can scoop up and get them? Or do you think because of this, all signs point to Toronto? It does look like the Raptors right now. It depends on what Portland wants to do, right? Do they want to which I don't think they should operate this way, but do they want to say, hey, Dame gave us 10-plus great seasons. Let's work with him on finding a team. If they wanted to do that, they would have made the deal with Miami already. Right. So I think they're going to take whatever the best deal is available to them. Um, Maybe I think maybe the Timberwolves were interested as well. So like, there's some teams out there. Uh, Trading him to the East would make more sense for them. So I, I could see Toronto. I think that would make sense. But really, it's just going to be whatever deal ends up being the best they feel like for their long-term future is what they'll do. All righty, that'll wrap things up here for this segment, which was brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go online at HagerstownFord.com. For more on the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix, talking some Major League Baseball as the Washington Nationals Head to the other side of the beltway to take on the Baltimore Orioles. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 D10. We welcome you into this final segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show today as we uh, get into our final segment. Colin, you mentioned the Orioles taking on the Nationals. Uh, starting a series with them, trying to lock up the division. The magic number is three. Looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it. This segment brought to you by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call them today at 304-263-4343 or stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Looking to the two-game set in Baltimore starting tonight between the O's and the Nats, the Beltway series. So hopefully the O's can uh, get the wins against the struggling Nationals. And 
help them, as you just said, though. Three is the magic number, so hopefully can get these wins, get that magic number down a little bit, and eventually clinch the AL East in that number one seed in the American League as well for the playoffs. Yeah, and I think they have a good chance to do that. Nationals aren't that great of a team. Uh, tonight, Kyle Bradish pitching, so you feel good about any time Bradish is taking them out. But the Nats do counter with Josiah Gray, and then tomorrow, Patrick Corbin, who just struggled a lot, Grayson Rodriguez going for the Orioles, who's definitely had some great moments this season. So I think um, they're they're set up to be in a pretty good position to win both these games. But you can never o- overlook a team like the Nationals because they are you know young and they're obviously all fighting for opportunities next season. So looking forward to that tonight on TV ten. We will have West Virginia High School Volleyball as Mussman travels to Hedgesville tonight, Colin, for a huge match. I mean, Hedgesville knocked off Mussman in the regionals. Didn't really matter in the end. Mussman still won the state championship, but that's definitely in the back of Mussman's mind. And um, I think both these teams have still proven to be the two top teams in the EPAC this year. But uh, who can you know separate themselves in the early part of the season kind of send a message early that they are the better team we'll find out tonight i'm looking forward to seeing how these two teams fare because they're young teams um hedgesville's had some injuries so that should be interesting to see how how they adjust and musselman's been playing pretty good volleyball recently so yeah always got to mark this one on the calendar whenever hedgesville and musselman go at it and volleyball the crowd's always electric both Teams, no matter if it's at Hedgesville or at Musselman, will bring a student section, make sure it's fired up for JV and varsity. So the energy is going to be awesome. Looking forward to it. As you said, regional champions was Hedgesville. State champions and section champions were Musselman last year. It's been, for the past few years, two of the best teams in the state. Two of the best teams in the area, absolutely. Musselman is trying to go for a four-peat now, the state championship. However, Hedgesville is trying to get to be the ones to always top Musselman. They've done it during the regular season a few times. They did it, as you already said, during regionals last year, but they haven't been able yet to knock them off to get the crown of the state championship. But still, either way, whenever these two schools square off in volleyball, it's always great, and we'll see if that continues tonight, I think it will. Looking forward to it. Dylan Bishop will be on the call with Jim Klein. Pre-game coverage starting at 545, 550 on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. JV action will start at 6. Varsity action will start 20 minutes after the conclusion of JV. So if you haven't tuned in before, tonight is the night. Give yourself that excuse to finally tune in, and you won't regret it. Yeah, should be a great match. Um, Hedgesville hasn't played, at least according to Max Preps, since that match that we last had on TV10, which was them and Jefferson. So it's been a little bit for them. Um, they won that one in four. Musselman was, they uh, had another tournament. They've already played 20 or 30 matches this year, which is, you know, a lot. And uh, they're 29 and one, according to Max Preps. They've played. Some tough competition, Um, definitely, you know, getting ready for this one, coming off of a loss to Hempfield in three sets. So, you know, that's a tough matchup, I would imagine. And uh, they did win, looks like, 
three out of four games on Saturday. Or I'm sorry, four out of... These were kind of weird games. They were only to one set, according to this. So, hmm. But they still won uh, four out of five on Saturday. So pretty good day for the Appleman. And I know. Looks like they played more than that. Don't know how accurate this is if this was all on Saturday, because this would be a lot. But it says it started at 8 a.m. and they played until 6 p.m. So maybe. I don't know. But either way, Musselman's playing good volleyball coming off of a good weekend of games and uh, looking forward to it against Hedgesville tonight. Always a tough matchup. I think it could go either way. Typically, you lean Musselman just because they've had the state championship pedigree. Hedgesville hasn't quite gotten to that point. They're also dealing with injuries, so I don't know how healthy they'll be tonight. But, um, you know, they had to adjust to that last week against Jefferson and it didn't really hurt them too much, but it did in that one set. So we'll see how things adjust for the Eagles if they are still dealing dealing with those injuries. Yeah, we got to see both of these teams last week, and both actually lost sets to their respected opponents in that. It's Tuesday. It was Martinsburg taking a set from Musselman for, I believe, the first time since 2020. And then for Hedgesville, when we got to see him Thursday against Jefferson, it was the first time they – uh took a set or Jefferson took a set from Hedgesville I believe since 2016 so we got to see still great volleyball tonight I expect but how can these two teams respond and try to outmatch the other yeah always a great matchup two great coaches two great teams so again tune in uh, 545 pregame coverage 6 p.m. JV 7 p.m. ish varsity depending on how long the JV match goes And I believe tonight on the radio side of things, we should have the Nationals radio network as they get ready to take on the Baltimore Orioles tonight. Uh, Just double-checking first pitch for that one will be at 6.35. But for Nick Verzellini, I'm Colin McLaughlin signing off. This is WRNR Martinsburg and TV 10.